Welcome to episode 23 of the KNA Football Podcast. We'll be doing our week 8 recap. So we'll be week 8. Yeah, correct. Week 8 recap. So we'll be talking about all the games that happened this week. Any news that happened in any of the games that you missed, Austin and I will be here to talk about it so that you're caught up with the speed of everything happening going into next week. Should be a lot of fun. It was, it was a crazy fun week. So this is KNA Football. All right, Austin. So, officially, eight weeks done with the NFL season. Nah, you don't have to say. Well, barring tonight's game. Yeah, I know. Almost I said that every week. I'm, yeah, I'm, this go. is the last week of me saying that. I know. That's just how I open all of them. But if anyone's watching on the live stream, welcome. Yeah, welcome to the chat. You're special, and we love you very much for being here. You can type in the live chat, and uh, Sue Ellen will be sure to get to you. We have no idea if anyone's actually out there. If you're listening, we are here. And we if- are Transformers. <laughs> Yeah, if you're not in the live chat, we just sound really dumb because we're talking to nobody right now. But, exactly, but that's fine. Who cares? There's actually 800 people in the live chat. That's what you don't know if you're listening late. As you can see, if you're uh, watching, Caden's been uh, put on uh, podcast probation. Um, he now has an iPad that he has to read from. He has to stick. <laughs> he has to stick to the prompts on the iPad. No, that is not true. <laughs> Yeah, there is an iPad in front of me, uh, Debbie. Ooh. Ooh. That's close. That's close. <laughs> Debbie, Debbie uh, had the, I guess you could call it idea, of just like setting up an iPad in front of every episode, switching off, like with some, just some, uh, with some points, I guess you could say. Yeah, to make so, sure we hit on yeah, everything yeah, yeah. we need. So it's not, no, I, we do not go off topic. If you want to talk so- about off topic, <laughs> talk about Debbie last week, talking about Chipotle steak. That's true. On a football podcast. I mean, that's sure, fair. whatever. That's fine. But like, it was good, bro. <laughs> I'm there. I just, I'm, I'm dead tired. Getting home from camp. I'm sitting there, getting ready to do my makeup work. I put the podcast in. And I just hear, <laughs> and I, and I just hear. Let's talk about Chipotle steak. Have you had it yet? And I was like, what does this have to do with football? And then it went on for five minutes, and I was like, whatever. But I'm back. It was a much needed break for me because i needed the rest i was dead exhausted after my week but i'm back we're ready to talk about the games yeah let's go into the recap the k and a week recap baby my bad my bad yeah yeah debbie, debbie that really uh, uh debbie dropped we're, we're on the very on back side ready for this ready for this <laughs> this sounded out like really well. Okay. All right, there we go. Here we go. Oh, yay. All right, now let's get into our pick. Week eight, here it comes. Recap. 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 Oh. Recap. oh, man, the technical difficulties go through the roof today. Ah. We literally made At least it. I'm not doing the double click. I'm not doing the double click. Not doing the double click. I did the a million click. <laughs> All right. Let's go. Right. 23 episodes without this much technical difficulty. Whatever. And we just like, packed it all into one yeah. episode. So. First game, according to the iPad, we got <laughs> Broncos versus Jaguars. That's right. You know, clearly, Russell Wilson's crazy plane workouts and high knees and lifting and running through and practicing on the plane worked for them because they got the win that they, they haven't done in won. a while. It's yeah. crazy. You know, this, both teams, crazy disappointments. I mean, Jaguars weren't expected so to be true. good, but... A couple weeks into the season, everyone's like, oh, the Jaguars are good. 
but then they like completely fell off. And then the Broncos on the other hand, everyone's like, oh, they're going to be so good this year. And they just, no, nothing. Yeah. Um, yeah, this game is interesting for me because after this game, you know, there's a lot of conversation revolving around Trevor Lawrence first off mm-hmm. and how like, man, he was projected to be like this generational talent. Like, it's like, dude, this Trevor Lawrence guy is going to be the number one pick and he's going to like be the number one pick. And it's, you know, we're two years in and it's like, okay, maybe all of his faults last year weren't all Urban Meyer's fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just going to say that because there was a lot of discussion brought up, especially after this game of, of okay, this guy, crazy hype, like one of the most more hyped up prospects ever. Yeah, and all of this hype around him, and now he's two, like around two years into his career, and he's done a lot of nothing. And sure, you can say he doesn't have the greatest team around him, but if you look at the other players in that draft, Justin Fields probably has one of the worst supporting casts in the league, and they're still putting up a lot of points in games, and they're being competitive in some games. But yeah, and every now and then they'll get a win. The Jaguars, they just—I mean, Trevor Lawrence is missing throws. He's—he hasn't played good at all. Like. It's very early in his career to say, but if he keeps playing like this and doesn't improve, you can start to get to the point where you're considering him a big bust. Yeah. I mean, that 2021 draft class was like a really QB-rich draft. There was Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Mac Jones, Zach Wilson, Zach, um, what was he like, Trey Lance. Mm-hmm. Like, and the only like notable one that currently, I mean, Mac Jones put up, decent numbers last year but his career is looking in pretty much jeopardy this year the only one that's really proved anything is justin fields and that's that he is a good quarterback even with no help so it's unfortunate for trevor lawrence that he's almost two years in now and hasn't really produced anything Mm -hmm. i think it really shows like how you never know like you can say all these quarterback rankings going into the draft like this is the greatest draft class ever or this draft class has no quarterbacks but you really don't know that until they go to the league like they can play however they play in college but it college doesn't translate directly to the nfl i mean everyone hyped up that quarterback class and none of them have looked like superstars at all and then you got this year's class with malik willis and kenny pickett and all those people and they're like oh this is one of the worst classes ever and i mean none of them have looked great granted it's only one year but they're not looking any different than that amazing class was and a lot of these rookie quarterbacks this year are getting playing time that we never really thought would happen we'll get into some of those Later in the episode. Uh, another interesting stat before we move on really oh, quick. Real quick. Hey, Debbie, what's the password for the iPad? <laughs> oh, man. It's put on podcast probation times two. Not going to say that one. Why can't you say that loud? Man. Debbie's going to run over here and type it in. But There you go. Wow. You're, you've been taken off podcast probation. Congratulations. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, really quickly. How... It's interesting as well, thinking about Nathaniel Hackett, Broncos head coach, um, thinking about how they're already talking about how his job is in jeopardy, and it's his first year as a coach. So it's like interesting to hear how they're around 500 on the season so far, but it's like for any other coach coming into their first year, you'd be like, that's not terrible. Like first year head coach ever, that's okay. But with all the hype that was built around the Broncos to start to be around 500 is really, really bad. Mm-hmm. My question to you, how long, if the Broncos continue with this trend, how long does Hackett have a job with the Broncos? The trend of losing games? Yes. If they 
like just lose, 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 lose. Like don't get any more wins. I don't see him going any more than three weeks. I think two weeks, like two more, if they lose two in a row, there's a very good chance he's gone then. And if it's three in a row, then he's for sure gone. Because there was a lot of conversation of if they lose this game to Jacksonville, he was gone. And yeah. I mean, yeah, they won. Barely. They won by four off right. of a, a good last drive. one seventeen. Right. And then they got a very, I mean, they made a good play. They got an interception off Trevor Lawrence, who isn't looking like a great quarterback. So they barely got the win. But I mean, sure, it might have bought him a couple extra weeks, but I don't think. Yeah. I think he's on the hot seat. Oh, for sure. He's on the chopping block for sure. Man, now that we're ready to move on, Debbie's all the way over here giving you your podcast probation back. So now, next, according to the iPad, we got Lions and Dolphins. Oh, my. Uh, so Dolphins ended up winning this one, 31-27. Um, the Lions actually scored points this week. Their offense, like, you know, decided to be like the offense they were in the beginning of the season. Yeah, yeah it was crazy. It was really weird. Um, obviously, they got the job done. Tua uh, was able to actually get the ball to Tyreek and Waddle, get them involved. Again, even though it does look like he's underthrowing a couple of them, doesn't matter because they're getting the wins, and that's what matters in the end. Yeah. I mean, Tua, he hasn't missed a beat since his injury. I mean, right. the Dolphins are 5-0 and when he starts and plays the full game, which when your starting quarterback starts and plays the whole game, they're 5-0. and That's really good. And they've played some pretty good teams. They beat Buffalo. I don't know who else. <laughs> I mean, they, they, they're earning these wins very good. Like, they're playing very well. And Detroit, I, I feel bad for Lions fans. I mean, they every week, I mean, every year they're not good. But every week, they're in these games at the very end. I mean, they're playing a really good team. No one had any hope of them winning. But their offense finally became electric once again. Mm-hmm. They were leading for a lot of the game. And then the second half, their offense was just non-existent. And the Dolphins were able to get the win. But, I mean, I'm not discrediting the Dolphins. They are a great team. To, uh, their, yeah. I mean, their offense is phenomenal. It was a really fun game to watch. I mean, a lot of points scored. But, yeah. I was thinking about this today, the contrast between the AFC teams and the NFC teams, because to me, it seems like AFC teams are just so good. I don't know. There's like Chiefs, Bills, the entire, almost the entirety of the AFC West, Dolphins, like these are all good teams. And then you look over at the NFC and we have like, okay, Eagles. Yeah. That's the only team you can really say. Cowboys, maybe. 49ers, maybe. Eagles, the only one definitive. I mean, going into the year, you could have said Packers, Bucks, Rams. All three of those teams, especially Packers and Bucks, they've really underperformed like crazy. Rams have, yeah. yeah, Rams have underperformed as well, but not to the point where, like, okay, they're not even going to make the playoffs or be contenders. Like, Mm -hmm. the Rams are still a good team. They just kind of got to figure things out. But, but like I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna we're going to this next thanks to the uh, iPad here. Lions have faced a lot of heartbreak in their in their existence That's lately. True. But speaking of heartbreak, this is when you go That's to the next game. That's when you go thing. to the next game. Oh. Speaking of heartbreak, <laughs> boom. oh boom. heartbreaking performance. I'll let you have the full center stage here. All right. So if you didn't watch this game, Panthers. We're down by three with, I don't know, a minute or so to go. Or two minutes. Uh, well, not a lot of time left left in the game. And they got I can sacked. tell you exactly 
how much time. No, 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 not at this instance. Okay, I got you. So they go and they at the stall. They they went for it on the fourth and didn't get it because I mean there was pressure right in his face. And so they go. We held them to a three. So then it, we're down by six with twenty two seconds to go, and everyone's like, mm, "This game's over." They're gonna try the classic, like just chuck it up. They go. They get like a ten yard play with Deontay Foreman, who you know, I'll get to him in a second. But then. With 15 seconds or so to go, P.J. Walker makes one of the greatest throws that I have ever seen. He throws a beautiful Hail Mary bomb to D.J. Moore, who somehow gets behind the defense. I don't know what they were doing, but he gets behind the defense and gets the touchdown to tie the game with the extra point pending to take the lead with 11 seconds to go to win the game. And literally everyone's going nuts. D.J. Moore, who he never gets... He never talks like he's one of those people like Nick Chubb. He just doesn't speak like he just like he keeps to himself or whatever. He never shows emotion. He rips off his helmet and like climbs like up onto like the first thing in the stands. And he's like rips off his helmet and is like yelling, getting hype. And then they flag him for a like a 15 yard penalty, which is assessed on the extra point. I mean, yeah, that makes it a longer extra point. But if you're an NFL kicker, you know, you're expected to make that. It's still a 48 yard field goal. I mean, yeah, it's long, but you're expected to make that. You make it all year. And you go out and you miss. And everyone's like, come on. Like, you're a kicker. Like, whatever. Goes to overtime. The Falcons get the ball. They go. They throw a deep shot. It's intercepted by CJ Henderson. He runs it back to the 20. And the Panthers are like, all right, we're going to content with our field goal. Like, we're, in, we're not going to throw a pick or anything. So they run it, run it, run it. Kick the field goal. A 33-yard field goal. Even easier than the 48-yard. game. Yeah, if they, if they make it, it's over. Right. And he misses again. And I'm like, how are you an NFL kicker and you're missing this? Like, I don't understand how he has a job. I know I said it to open the episode, but Debbie said, uh, wasn't sure if it got put on. So I'm not sure if it was or not, but I don't understand how he has a job because like you're, you're getting paid millions to kick field goals and you just missed two clutch time field goals. that would have won you the game against a division rival. And you would have gone to first in the division, you know? And I hear a lot of people are like, Oh, DJ Moore, man. Like, that's a that's a horrible play by him, but the Panthers have had nothing like that to celebrate ever. DJ Moore has never had anything to celebrate in his like celebrate like that in his career. Panthers have never had a play like that ever. And he's like, so I don't I don't fault him at all for celebrating. They they talked about it after the game, and they're like, yeah. He's like, I I shouldn't have done it, but it was just a natural instinct. Like it never happens for me. Yeah, I I shouldn't have done it, but it was a natural instinct. My bad, you know. But I don't fault him for that. The kicker should had two. Chances to win him the game, and they didn't do it. And on the other side of it, Deontay Foreman, for the second week in a row, looks phenomenal at running the ball. He 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 was being compared to Derrick Henry during the game. Granted, he's not Derrick Henry, but he's being compared to him. He's looking really good. And also, P.J. Walker, I am not out here. Some Panthers fans are being a little delusional and saying, like, oh, we don't need to drive the quarterback anymore. We got our answer. I'm not saying that yet. But P.J. Walker threw for 350 yards and played great. I mean, I'm not going to say that yet. That's really delusional to say. But if this keeps continuing, I don't think it will. But, I mean, yeah, even if, I mean, if he continues to play like this, maybe he's not your quarterback because he's kind of Matt Rule's product. Like, Matt Rule's the one that wanted him, brought him in. So maybe for a new coach, he doesn't want him, especially because he's probably not going to perform to this level every single week probably a fluke week but if he keeps playing well the fact that he even got into this role is incredible you have baker mayfield who like 
destroyed his ankle, so he's not playing. Sam Darnold, who's hurt. Well, Matt Corral, who is also hurt. All so this the quarterbacks like, are healthy now. Right, they, but, but in order for him to get oh, this job, I see what you mean. He was like yeah, the fourth yeah. string guy. And he comes in here and he's absolutely balling out. So now, like, they're like, oh, yeah, I guess we'll keep rolling with this guy. So he might solidify himself an actual job in the NFL after this season, even if it's not with the Panthers. Yeah. I mean, I know the Panthers got the loss, but as weird as it is to say, I feel like they took a step up as a team. Like, they played a lot better this week than they did last week when they destroyed Tampa. Like, they played so good on every level. They just, the Falcons also played very good. I mean, it was a, it was the best game of the week to watch. And, between two teams that are not good. Yeah, and I mean, I know this might sound a little delusional, but as bad as the NFC South still is, and if we can play like too close to the level that we played yesterday, I don't see any reason why they can still go and win the division. The rest of our schedule, not very tough, barring like two games here or there. But like, I mean, I see no reason why not. And if not, then you go, you get a high pick, and you draft your quarterback. I agree. This game, game, the uh, Cardinals at Vikings. Um, the Vikings ended up winning this one, 34-26. Um, but to me, I don't really feel like the Vikings won this one as much as the Cardinals ended up losing this one, if you ask me. Yeah. I mean, somehow the Vikings are 6-1. and one. They're probably the worst 6-1 and one team that you'll ever see. Yeah, I, I don't know how I feel about that at all. Like, it's it's mind-boggling to me. Yeah, like, you have, like, Kirk Cousins back there, which, like, no disrespect to Kirk Cousins, but he's Kirk Cousins. Like, that's just, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you have Justin Jefferson, who consistently underperforms in fantasy. Justin Jefferson, you need to step it up. I need some points out of you, please. So that just consistently makes me mad. And... The Cardinals, like, I don't know. They just find ways to lose games. That's just the story of the Cardinals this year. I mean, the Cardinals aren't an awful team. They've, I mean, they're in this game against a quote-unquote 5-1 and one good team. The Vikings continue to get their wins somehow when they shouldn't be getting the wins. I mean, they're playing well enough to win the games, but they're not playing well enough to be 6-1. and one. Like, they're right. doing what they need to do to win but they shouldn't win because they're not playing well. They've all but clinched their division. <laughs> NFC North is theirs for the taking. That division... It's theirs to lose. But aside from the Vikings, that division's worse than ours. Okay, so I'm looking at their like who they played, what teams they played. So they started off by playing the Packers. Right, who have not been good. only put up seven points against their 23. And then they played the Eagles. Obviously, the Eagles won. Right. Um, then they played the Lions. So there's Lions, Barely beat the Lions, Saints, Bears, Dolphins, which, I mean, that one is kind of impressive, but they'd had, they did have two out, right? Yeah, they were playing so a backup quarterback. They've really they played majority of mid to lower tier teams, except, you know, the Eagles. Yeah. Who they lost to. Exactly what, right. That's exactly what I mean. Right. Like, they've played very mid to bad teams. And they've and barely, they've won, barely those won, won those games. And the only good team they've played... Granted, a great team, but still, the Eagles, and they lost. But, I mean, all the other teams have been below average, and they're barely beating them. Right, which makes sense why they're at 6-1 and one right yeah. now. Yeah, so that's just... Yeah, they find ways to win against bad teams, but they barely beat them. So, going into this second half of the season, we'll see how well they fare against 
see some teams that are hopefully be a little more yeah. formidable. I think if you see them paired up with like a above, even just an above average team, I don't think that they win as many games. I don't think that they'll be. I agree. Six It'll be interesting one. to see how they do. Yeah. In other news, Kyler Murray is now 0-1 after the new Call of Duty released. So, good job, Kyler. I should have known that when I picked that game. <laughs> you should have. should have thought about that one. Oh, well. I'll All right, this next game, Bears versus Cowboys. Cowboys defense continues to be historic in scoring touchdowns. I literally do not understand how a defense can score so many points. But here we are. One or two words. Micah Parsons. <laughs> That's he is the team, he is the defense, and he's phenomenal. Uh he had literally the play the defensive play of the century. Gets the pressure mm-hmm. on Justin Fields to force Justin Fields or sorry. Yeah, he gets pressure on Justin Fields. Forced him left. To force him to throw. Oh yeah, okay. Okay. Then fumble happens. He recovers the fumble. Justin Fields Jumps over him. Jumps over him because, you know, why would you make him down by contact? Michael Parsons then has the wherewithal to get back up and run it in for the score. Greatest defensive play in, like, history. It's awesome. Fantastic. He will win Defensive Player of the Year. Unanimously. Like, there's no chance he doesn't. Uh, Even if he gets hurt at this point and doesn't play the rest of the year, I think he still gets it. Yeah. He's so good. All his other competition for that, TJ Watt, hurt. Um, Miles Garrett hasn't done much impact player, <laughs> but like, yeah, he's he's kind of running away with that title. And then on the offensive side of the ball, Tony Pollard, Pollard, however you want to pronounce his last name, yeah, is the better runner running back than Zeke, and I think he just easily proved that yesterday. Yeah, unfortunately for him, Jerry Jones kind of loves Ezekiel Elliott to like the very core of his being, so Tony Pollard will not be getting starting role probably for the rest of the year yeah i can see we'll a see. controversy i we'll think this will make them split even more because i mean teams that have two good running backs and they split that's so good for them because it takes right. the beating off of that running back it keeps that the defense is guessing they have two different right. skill sets and it takes injury keeps the, right keeps, yeah, them both keeps, them fre- keeps them fresh for the rest of the game and i mean yeah yeah i mean i don't i don't after seeing it this year between Green Bay, Browns, and maybe even Cowboys. I'm starting to like the two running back system. Where you really focus on getting two backs that are completely separate in skill set. Mm-hmm. So then if you throw a run at the defense, the look is completely different each time. Uh, yeah, Tony Pollard is just the better running back. The only reason that he's not in every back, every, every down back, is that his run blocking, or sorry, his pass blocking isn't as good as Ezekiel Elliott's. That's the only thing he needs to work on, but he's a number one running back on any other team, oh. including this one, yeah. which is not listed as it. Mm-hmm. And then for the Bears, Justin Fields looked electric. Yeah, dude, he he shows <laughs> more. He's showing improvement every every week. While the other quarterbacks in that draft are just getting worse, he's getting miles better with way worse talent. I mean, he. I see a lot of ESPN people and like hating on Justin Fields, and they're like, oh. The Bears, they need to get a high pick and then draft a new quarterback because just Justin Fields is not it. And I'm like, how can you say that? Like, who is he throwing the ball to? Like, yeah. And then he hands it off. He hit uh, David Montgomery. David Montgomery ran it for like 15, 20 yards. Fumbles. He, then he did it to the other running back. The other running back fumbles. Like, he has no help. And he's scoring 29 points. 
I'd like to see any other quarterback go out there with his core around him against Dallas's defense and score right. 29 points. That that right there is the kicker. The fact that you have no weapons and he consistently does utilize what little receivers mm-hmm. he does have to actually win games, number one, and actually make them competitive if he doesn't win. And to put up close to 30 points against Dallas's defense, who consistently scores double-digit points in fantasy, they're ridiculous. Their defense is so good, and Justin Fields can make anything happen. I'm so excited for him to never be on the Bears again, because if they don't give him some help, I'm going to murder the entire Bears organization, because he deserves better than that. The only thing that can save him, like, I mean, he's... Let me phrase this. Get him Jackson Smith and Jigba in the draft. That that chemistry would be so ridiculous. I mean, he never played with them. Doesn't matter. You still got that. They got Ohio State. Care. Doesn't matter. They, they got Ohio State through their blood. Maybe every every Ohio State fan would just become a Chicago Bears fan. So true. But or wherever CJ Stroud goes, except we don't like him. Very we don't much. like CJ Stroud. He's kind of overrated. But yes. Oh, this game right here, <laughs> Raiders and Saints was. What do you want? Shocking. Um. I think shocking is an understatement. <laughs> yeah, whatever is like, take shocking, put shocking on steroids, and then multiply whatever that is by 90. And that's what this is. I mean, we're not calling the Raiders a good team. I just thought that they were better than this. I mean, you want to talk about disappointing teams. This is a disappointing team. Yeah, you said the other week, and I 100% agreed with you, so I'm not like... Knocking on you or anything. You said that the Raiders were the best, whatever, one in five team in the NFL. And I was like, it's a good take. Yeah, they are the best one in five team. They're, they deserve better than what that record shows. I take it back. I lied. They don't deserve it. How you can get Devontae Adams and get worse. And get worse. Devontae Adams had like three targets for like three yards the he, entire game. He had a rush for negative one yard and that was it. You got me negative point one in fantasy. I mean, granted, that doesn't matter for the like for the Raiders. But if you're not getting your best player the ball, how are you going to win? And Derek Carr, I had him too. He got me point nine. Again, doesn't matter for the Raiders, but you're not going to win a game. Like their offense, it's just not there. Like I was hyped up, hyping up the Raiders this offseason. I was like, I'm excited for this team. Their offense is going to be electric. Their defense got added, a lot of new pieces added. The only question mark is their offensive line. And it turns out just everything is a problem for them. Everything's a question mark. They did not cross the 50-yard line until the last two minutes of the game. That's, how do you have a, quote, Hall of Fame quarterback <laughs> growing quote, quote, to... Devontae Adams. Quote Devontae Adams. We did not say that. No, I never... <laughs> Throwing to the best receiver in the game, undoubtedly, one of the best of our lifetimes, or one of the best of this generation for certain. Made Aaron Rodgers. We'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. How, does, how do you have both of those? Hunter Renfro, who isn't terrible. Darren Waller. Darren Waller, who is good tight end, or at least should be. Now, he is hurt, but it's like, how are you so How do you lay a goose egg? And the Saints, Saints team. Yeah, they're not even good. That just got blown out of the water last week by the Cardinals. Meanwhile, Alvin Kamara. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. yeah I was going to say Alvin Kamara. Kamara. Hey, I was going to get there. <laughs> Debbie has on this uh, iPad for me. Uh, Alvin Kamara looked, quote, Alvin Kamara looked really good 
got three touchdowns. End quote. Yeah, he did. He hadn't <laughs> quote Debbie. <laughs> he, he hadn't had any touchdowns going into this game, and then he's like, "Oh wait, my name's being thrown around in trade talks." I okay. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't know what that means for him, but he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna play really good now. I'm gonna help the Saints out. I'm gonna get more. I'm gonna help the Saints get more for me." Maybe so he, he goes. Likes, maybe and he, he likes it down down there playing for the Saints. So he's like, "Wait a minute. Maybe I should prove myself as someone who they shouldn't trade away." Maybe, but I mean, he scored three touchdowns, which was three more touchdowns than he had all year. So I mean, I mean, congrats to him. But I'm not really counting it as much because the Raiders. Like, if you're watching on YouTube, like, look how ugly that goose egg looks. Like, you, yeah. it's rare to see a zero points in a football game. And a team that has, has as much firepower on offense as they have. Literally, the <clears throat> AFC West is just the most disappointing division ever. You have the Broncos, who are just awful. They make me want to puke every time I see them. <laughs> Thank the, the Lord the that they field. were on in London and we couldn't watch. That's so true. I was in church when they were yeah, playing. Same. I mean, obviously I was with you. Yeah. Raiders, disappointing. Chargers, disappointing. I mean, say what you want. I still think that they're a good team. I think Herbert's been, the only thing. I mean, I agree, but they've underperformed what we thought they would. The entire division's underperformed. The only one that's performed well, it's Chiefs. Yeah. and Because they got Mahomes. Because I have Mahomes, and he is the best quarterback in the league. We'll jump into the next game, which was, you know, eh, kind of it. expected, but I mean, the Steelers showed a little bit of fight. I mean, they played, it wasn't as big of a blow as, as I was expecting. Very I true. was expecting more of like a 50 to 2. Yeah, you, <laughs> 50 to 2. <laughs> you remember that Bills game, Bills Steelers? I was expecting that scoreline for this one. Now, that's okay, because in one of my fantasy leagues, I have both Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown on the same team. A.J. Brown put up like 39 points and Jalen Hurts put up like 25. So overall, it was a pretty good day over there. Um, Steelers defense couldn't really do much to stop the Eagles offense. But obviously, Steelers put up 13 points. Not too shabby. Slow clap for the Steelers. He actually did something. I mean, yeah. The Eagles continue to just like demolish anything that's in their path. Their offense... Incredible quarterback made an incredible leap this year. Um, incredible receiving core in AJ Brown, who looks like completely revamped this year, yeah. and Devontae Smith, who's playing really good at, for a second year player. And their offensive line's great. Their defense is like out of this world. I, I really don't see a team that the Eagles are going to lose to. I yeah. mean, I don't think that they'll go undefeated because that's just. There's always the a game. Of the NFL. Yeah, there's always a game that someone's going right. to lose. And once they clinch the number one seed, which they will, they'll probably have a couple games left they that they rest. won't start their starters for. They'll take those losses because that's what you do in the NFL. Yeah, you don't want to risk injury. I mean, no one. Yeah, a sixteen or a, I guess seventeen and zero season looks really good. I mean, it's nice, but would you rather just go seventeen and zero, have a player get hurt, you lose in the playoffs, or sixteen and one, fifteen and two? And you go win the Super Bowl. Right. I mean, 1,000 times out of 1,000 times, you're going to take the Super Bowl. Yeah. Absolutely. Next game, we got Patriots Jets. Oh, Debbie double clicked. Oh, Debbie double clicked. Patriots Jets. Double clicking Debbie. So the Jets came crashing to the ground. Yes. I said that I was going to ride the Jets jet until it crashed. <laughs> And it crashed. 
this this was the game. Zach Wilson uh, underperformed a little bit. I don't know. He had expectations, and he just didn't play well. Uh, unfortunate for him because, I don't know, I was getting kind of excited. But there's that one play where he attempted to throw it away, and he just didn't actually throw it away, and it got intercepted. Yeah, he didn't even make it to the sideline and got picked off. It was so sad. I think this game really shows how much the Jets were relying on Brees Hall. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, he was he was their rock, and they were just, they're like, here, here, Brees, go, go run for a 70-yard touchdown. I mean, Zach Wilson wasn't playing great while they were winning games, and now they're going up against the Patriots, who have owned them for the last, like, 25 years, and Bill Belichick, who was literally, like, their father. And <laughs> so he knows, like... He's a great game planner, great coach. He knows how to beat a team. Like, he'll make it a game. And they, they made it a rough day for Zach Wilson and the whole Jets offense. Garrett Wilson looked really good. Yeah, I, of course he did. Yeah, but, I mean, Patriots, they're pulling out some wins here and there. I don't know how. They're not a good team. That, um, Mac Jones started and played the whole game. Bailey Zappi did not come in, Despite the crowd's chance to put in Zappi. But... It was literally just a clone of Mac Jones. At this point, I know like going into the season, you said Chris Olave was the way better receiver than Wilson. And you've wholeheartedly stood by it. Like you don't understand why people were saying Wilson was better. And I agreed with you. At this point, who do you think is better and will be better? Like if if it's a different answer for you. Uh I'm sticking with the same answer. I think Chris Olave is absolutely carrying that Saints offense. Obviously, no Michael Thomas. So that puts Chris Olave as the number one receiver, obviously, and he's a rookie. So like that's pretty impressive. Um, and I think that overall he'll have the better career. Not that I think Garrett Wilson's gonna have a bad career. Not that I think Garrett Wilson's bad, just out of the two receivers out of Ohio State, I think Chris Olave is the better receiver. Yeah, I agree with you. It it hurts to say coming from like, you know in your that, he, that he's the Saints and he's probably gonna yeah. be the guy for the Saints for the next however many right. years. Michael but... Thomas only has so many years left. And Chris until Olave's he gets hurt for the ninth time, but yeah, I mean, don't, yeah, don't get us wrong. Garrett Wilson's looking really good, but that's for sure. We got Tennessee Titans versus the Texans. No, we don't. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Oh my goodness, the double click was crazy. Uh, I don't know. Uh, we'll see. You know, Malik Willis's first game. Yes, Malik Willis started this game. Uh, Ryan Tannehill. They were like, oh, his ankle's hurt. Maybe he won't play. And then they are like, ah, no, nah, he's going to play. And then he had, like, a stomach bug. And so he didn't play this game. They were going through walkthrough. And he was like, oh, I don't feel so good. So, like, okay, Malik Willis is our guy. Which is, like, fine. Obviously, you won. So it's totally fine. Good game to get Malik Willis into the game. <laughs> you can't pick a better team to play. You can't pick a better team to toss your rookie quarterback into. And that gives Ryan Tannehill another week to heal up his ankle. Before going to play on it again. So overall, good work there. Uh Malik Willis. I don't know how you do this in modern day NFL, but he attempted ten passes. <laughs> no way. He attempted I mean, ten passes I in didn't the watch, entire day. I didn't watch most of the game because of red zone. Like I watched red zone mm-hmm. and it just like flashes from games to games, but like there was nothing in this game, so they just never showed it because right. there was nothing. Like It was a very boring game from what I could tell, so I didn't really see much. Yeah. The game plan for the Titans was hand the ball to Derrick Henry, which worked. He ran for his sixth 
200 plus yard game. I like to pat myself on the back. I, I in my uh, big text to Debbie for my predictions, I wrote and I said, I think Derrick Henry will run for 200 plus yards this game. And he, and he did. He did. I mean, that's a pretty good prediction because he's done that now four times against the Texans in his career. <laughs> so pretty good prediction. He's going to do that. Titan strategy was give it to Derrick Henry, throw when we need to. And Malik Willis was like, oh, okay, I guess I'll complete six of those 10 passes. And he had a couple scrambles here and there because he is a mobile quarterback. Um, and they got the win, and that's what matters. Uh, Texans, I'm sorry, you're still bad. Yeah, I think he'll have a good career. But, I mean, yeah, obviously, hopefully. rookie quarterback, not going to yeah. do a lot in that first game. Right. That's all. I mean, Texans. Yeah, overall, not, pretty boring game. Texans, yeah, very boring game. I barely even saw it, so. Obviously, 17-10 to 10 is a low scoreline, but that's fine. The next game was not boring. It was one of the more fun games. Even that's though true. the score looked a little lopsided, it was a lot closer than the score says. Yeah. Seahawks and Giants. Seahawks, Giants. Uh, Seahawks ended up walking away with this one. I had picked the Giants. For me, this was kind of a win-win or lose-lose situation on who I picked because I had confidence in both teams walking into this one. Uh, and I'm, I'm pulling for both teams. I kind of like the underdog story of both teams that are kind of counted out before the year by everyone, including myself. And they're both kind of way exceeding expectations. Um, Giants unfortunately lost this game for themselves. They muffed two punts, one of which they did recover, but the last one in critical, critical moment when they needed the ball, muffed it. Uh, Seahawks get it back. That's game, game ball. Uh, Pete Carroll, if literally it, one of these coaches is winning coach of the year. 100%. Shout out to Pete Carroll. I mean, Seahawks. We're, I mean, Giants weren't supposed to get it either. Don't get me wrong. But Seahawks were being, people were talking about them as 0 and 17. Mm-hmm. Like, lock it in, first pick, that give them CJ Stroud or Bryce Young. Not even a conversation. They will be awful. And here they are, leading the NFC West, beating a 6 and 1 Giants team, and playing phenomenal. How it happens? Seahawks fans know. can't even say that they were expecting this. I don't care how diehard of a Seahawks fan you are. I don't care if you're Geno Smith's mom. You were not predicting this. You would have been happy if your baby got you one win. But no, he's out here and they're five and three. Or four and three. Five and three. Yes. Five and three. Five yeah, and three. Incredible. Geno Smith is looking like a very good NFL quarterback. And their rookie running back, Kenneth Walker, is looking like a superstar. Yeah, they have six rookies that are starting and balling out for them. They had probably one of the best drafts ever. Like they drafted everything correctly. There's only seven rounds. <laughs> six of their guys are like absolute studs. If you do the math. If you do the math, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, yeah, congratulations, Pete Carroll, for being just the greatest coach that we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I mean, Giants, I think it's a little early to just be like, oh, the Giants were not a legit team. I still think that they're good. Yeah. I mean, they deserve their record that they had. But, I mean, they just ran into a really good, really hot Seahawks team. Yeah, and that's all it is. I mean, they were both on pretty long winning streaks. They had a lot of momentum, both these teams, going into this game. Um, What is unfortunate for the Giants is the division that they're in. Because any other division in football, and you're looking at, like, they're probably number one in their division. 
they're what five and two now. Mm-hmm. Um, but their division obviously consists of the football team, uh, the Commanders, right? The Commanders, the uh, Cowboys, and the Eagles. And the Cowboys and Eagles are obviously very good as well. So it's a tough division to be in. I wouldn't be shocked if all three teams made the playoffs. Be pretty interesting. I mean, you you the dogging on the NFC or not the NFC? You're dogging on Washington for not being a good team. But speaking of, this is why we need Debbie to be on it. Speaking of, they have now won three straight. And I mean, you can barely sure they barely won, but. I mean, yeah, no. I'm Taylor just, Heineke has revamped Washington. The Washington beat the Colts yeah. sixteen to seventeen. I I am saying that the Colts or not the Colts. I'm not, I am saying that Washington is not good. Okay, they are just not a good team. But that's not to take away from what they've been able to accomplish because they're another team that were like zero expectations coming into this year and they've overperformed in my opinion. Even if and they they have a tough division. That's they do just, have a very tough division. It is what it is. They're the worst in the division, but that doesn't make them a terrible team. Taylor Heineke is a legend like he was a nobody he wasn't supposed to do anything he was a backup last year and then um ryan fitzpatrick was slotted in as their quarterback one last year first week first quarter gets hurt and they're like he's out for the year and so taylor Hyde, he's like oh i've been waiting my whole life for this he comes in he balls and he plays he really good and everyone's like who is this guy and they they have a respectable record like they're not one of the worst teams in the league they're Pretty mid-average. They're not going to make the playoffs, but they're mm-hmm. all right. And then they're like, here, we're going to get a new quarterback this offseason. We're going to go get Carson Wentz, who isn't a good quarterback. And I'm sure that made Heineke like, bro, like, I just came out here and I played really good for you guys. Like, and now you're going to bench me? And now you're going to bench me. I had no offseason to work like with the starters. I just came in week one and I had to work the whole season with this team. And so like, whatever, we'll play with Wentz. Wentz, awful. The Washington looks like one of the worst teams in the league. And then once gets hurt, Heineke is like, oh, my time to shine. I'm back. So he comes in, wins them the game last week against Green Bay. Yeah. Yeah. And then wins them this week. They were losing to the Colts by, I don't know how much. They were losing. They weren't looking good. But then last drive, Heineke like pulled off some crazy heroics in the fourth quarter. Led an incredible drive. Made an incredible throw to Terry McLaurin down to the one-yard line. and then Terry, QB, Terry. Yeah, and then QB sneaked it in for the touchdown for the ultimately the win. Yeah. he's. I'm not saying they're a good team at all, but he has revamped them, and they don't look like the worst team in the league right. by any stretch. My question to you, when Wentz is healthy, no. who do they roll no, with? No, Hi, Nikki. I knew you were going with that. Yep. No way that Wentz. I don't see how he can ever be a starter again. One, he's always hurt. Yep. And two, he's when he's healthy, he's not good. He was good his quote unquote like MVP year in Philadelphia. I mean, he would have won MVP if he didn't get hurt. Right. He was great that season. And then ever since then he's just like been a very bad quarterback. At the Colts, awful. He didn't get that team to the playoffs. The beginning of the season with Washington, horrible, one of the worst teams in the league. And now they brought in the backup and they're winning games. I don't see how he can be a starter anywhere. Right. Speaking of backups, Colts also starting their backup quarterback. Um, don't know him. Don't know his name. Don't care to know it. I forget his name. I think it was Ellinger. Sam Ellinger. Yeah, yeah. I said, I texted King and I said Jacob Eason. He's the Panthers' like fifth string quarterback. And I was like, the oh. fact that you know that far into the Panthers' depth chart is a problem. We'll get you help. We'll get you the help you need. But yeah, the Colts ran with their backup quarterback because they decided that Matt Ryan will not be their starter anymore. 
Will Matt Ryan ever play again? Who knows? I wouldn't be shocked if he retired after this year. He's old. Um, here's the real question. What are the odds? Matt Ryan has thrown like eight yeah. or nine interceptions. Yeah, but already. he's, I mean, he was like. That's last, what I'm saying. Like, he's, he's bad. As, as of last week, though, he was third in passing yards. For That's the league, true. That's true. Which is interesting. Two, you can two the other guy. teams. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. What what do you think the odds are that um Derek Carr ends up on the Colts in the next like two years? Well, I mean if the Raiders keep going. We'll, Debbie will fix that. Yeah, yeah, keep going. Okay. <laughs> the monitor just behind us and I thought we just lost everything. I can't even imagine. No. Um Oh, I mean, if the Raiders keep playing like they are now, they could be in the hunt for a quarterback in the draft, a very high pick. Mm-hmm. And if that happens, Derek Carr could be out of Vegas in a year or two. And by the way the Colts have gone lately, <laughs> that's what they've been doing. It's just getting quarterbacks. Like getting teams, I guess you can call it, just like garbage. Like, hey, you don't want him anymore? We'll, we'll take him. Goodness, there's a lot yeah, going on. There's a lot going on back here, but we fixed it all. It froze. It froze for 15 seconds, apparently, when the monitor shut off. But we're good now. It's fixed. But I yeah, like I mean, way. I definitely could see it if the Raiders continue to lose and they get a high pick and get a quarterback. I could definitely see it the way that the Colts have gone after the quarterback position <laughs> in the last couple of years. I could also see, I saw this, I mean, it was, this was more memes, but. When Bailey Zappi came in for the uh, Patriots and Mac Jones was benched, you're like, oh, Mac Jones suiting up next year, week one for the Colts. I mean, they go after all the backup, like all the quarterbacks that are like, oh, we don't want you anymore. You know? Colts are like, ah, low capital. Pay them next yeah, to nothing to pay Let's, play let's for waste all these like fourth and fifth round picks to trade for this guy and to just like go draft one who's actually going to like have a chance at being something. Yeah, good job, uh, football team. You won again. Dude, we are eight weeks into the season. I feel like we should start I don't care. I'm calling them the football team <laughs> till the day I die. Or till the day they change their name. I mean, the fact that they beat the Pan- or the, the Packers, and the Packers only put up three points against them, like, that's oh. bad. Oh. It's bad. I did just see today. Chase Young yeah. is supposed to play for them next week. Well, he's entered his, like, what is it, 21-day window mm-hmm. to get off IR. So... Step Chase in the Young. right direction. It's I good. don't think that they're going to be good, but I mean, it's a huge comeback player of the year. Tishon. I, I mean, he's a great player. He is. Another Ohio State product. Let's Beast. go. This game, all right, I'm going to say right now, this really hurt. I'm sure it I, did. I, I'm super glad McCaffrey's doing well. I, McCaffrey's my favorite player. I mean, mm-hmm. love him. But it sucks because I. I'm struggling in one of my fantasy leagues, okay? Like, I, and, <laughs> in my one, I'm doing really well. But in my other one, I'm like, I, should, I have a really good team, but I'm not winning games because I'm just getting unlucky every week. And I was dominating. Just the dynasty or the... Yes, the dynasty yeah. league. And I was dominating. Like, I had like a 75% chance. And I'm like, I'm putting my, my feet up, and I'm like, oh, I am fine. And I'm watching this game, and I'm playing against McCaffrey. Of course. Yeah. And so I'm watching... McCaffrey goes, he throws a touchdown. And I was like, oh, that was, that, was, that was cool. And then they go, and he catches a touchdown. I was like, oh, he should probably stop doing that. 
And then he runs the touchdown, and I was like, oh, boy. I might be in trouble. And so I got to go get my brother's phone. Long story. Long story. We don't have time. <laughs> I got to go get my brother's phone and check my fantasy team. And all of a sudden, I have a 5% chance because McCaffrey scored 40 points. And I lost. So thank you, McCaffrey. But, I mean, yeah, the, the Niners looked really good. And the Rams continue to struggle. Correction. Yeah. The Commanders beat the Packers by two points. Yeah, not, I was going to say the yeah, Packers did yeah. not. But only the <laughs> three that, oh, I, I, wasn't, but, I didn't even catch that. Sorry, continue. Yeah, we, we strive for correct information. No misinformation here. Admonish me. Um, yeah, so Rams, uh, you guys suck. Uh, stop pretending like you're good. You're not. You're the worst. Uh, just cease existing. I don't yeah. know. I don't think. You know what's sad is they traded all their picks away. Oh, they, they wasted have... all their cap space. Do they have any picks until 2040? Bro, I don't think they have picks until 2064. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, they traded every pick for the next 80 years away. They, they are <laughs> for one Super Bowl. They thought they'd get at least three yeah, they're out like, of this. Oh, we're going to get all of, our, all of our cap space? Gone. All of our picks? Gone. We're going to build a dynasty. We're going to win five Super Bowls in a row. They win one Super Bowl, and now they suck. You're the worst. Yeah, I mean, good job, GM. I'm sure you're going to be fired in two years. Yeah, fast. You, yeah, you got Cooper Cup, and he can win you games. And you got Aaron Donald, who might retire in a year or two. He was debating it this offseason. Right. I was surprised that he came back. But I think the 49ers, they decided to absolutely rub it in the Rams' face. Now, they've had the Rams' number. Eight times in a row in the regular season, they've beat the Rams. Fun fact the majority stake owner in the Rams organization is the 49ers. Um, but I think the Rams, or sorry, the 49ers really wanted to rub it in the Rams' face that, haha, we got McCaffrey and you were trying to trade for him too, but we got him. And they're like, let's just give him a triple crown. Let's make him throw, catch, and run for a touchdown, which no one has done since 2005. 2002, sorry, with LaDainian Tomlinson. One of the greatest running backs to ever do it. I mean, so is McCaffrey. Yeah. Can't change my mind. I won't change your mind. He's got to put up. <laughs> Love you, bro. He's got to put up some more numbers if he wants that Hall of Fame. But he looks good. Uh, it's a good job, 49ers. Stomped him, and What's, I'm happy. What is very scary is Debo didn't play. Imagine this offense with Debo Samuel and a full like Christian McCaffrey, like he played this week. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, their offensive line, and then Jimmy Garoppolo. Allegedly, but, when McCaffrey did hit the triple crown, he walks up to the coach and he goes thank you because Debo was having to do all of that last year all on his own and then they were going to ask him to do it with Trey Lance and now he's like okay now we have someone who is also an all-in-one fantastic player both of them if Debo is healthy for this game they drop 60 on him dude they might they're they're going to be one of the greatest most fun offenses to watch if I mean yeah the rest of this season for sure but dude just imagine next season when Trey Lance comes back and they got Trey Lance at quarterback with all of his do threat abilities and his crazy arm strength. Christian McCaffrey in the backfield. Debo Samuel. Brandon Ayuk, who's looked really good. Mm-hmm. George Kittle at tight end. And one of the top offensive lines in the league. And their defense is out of this world as well. I, I don't understand. It'll be a fun team to watch next year and the rest of this year for sure. For sure. Rams get out of town. NFC Championship, Niners, Eagles. Your Niners pick hey, looking pretty I good right now. I the Niners to go to the Super Bowl. I, I'm looking Not really smart. You thought, but it's looking good. I predicted McCaffrey to the Niners. 
This game, uh, Bills Green Bay is in Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo won 27-17. Who could have predicted? Oh, wait, everybody. But what people didn't predict is that it wasn't 7 billion to nothing. It was only 27-17, which to me was very shocking. I was expecting a blowout. I wasn't expecting the Packers to put up any points. If I had to pick someone to lay a goose egg this week, it would have been the Packers. Um, but they only lost by 10, which is actually kind of surprising. They would have lost by less, but Mason Crosby can't kick field goals. Uh, him and Carolina's kicker, no field goals for them. Um, you suck. But the fact that they actually had a chance to win this game is kind of shocking to me. I mean, I was, I'm just as shocked as you were. We were together watching this game, mm-hmm. and during the game, we had a lot of talk about, is Aaron Rodgers washed? We're not going to say that right now. I mean, we can briefly discuss it. I know what, sometime we're going to have a little mini separate like thing that we film yeah. about is Aaron Rodgers washed. It'll be like a five-minute thing. But Aaron Rodgers, you can say what you want. Sure, he doesn't have any help. But like, if you look at other... Who does Mahomes have? He has Travis Kelsey. He has Juju. What did Juju do before he came to Kansas City? He was making TikToks. He was making TikToks. He was but, making. He was making TikToks. First and he was year, doing nothing. His first he, year with the Steelers, he was really good. He was really good. And then all of his other years, he was terrible. And then they remembered, oh wait a minute, Big Ben is literally just a corpse that we prop up in the backfield. <laughs> okay, but then you can say, who else is Mahomes thrown to? Marquez Valdez Scantling. Where did he play before the Chiefs? The Packers. Did he look good on the Packers? No. Does he look good on the Chiefs? Yes. Mahomes is the. I mean, granted, Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. But the Packers. Aaron Rodgers is supposedly a great quarterback. Why you still a great quarterback? Make it work with these other guys. You're missing the throws too. I mean, there was a play. He had a wide open dude. I don't know the dude's name. This isn't really. This is kind of contradicting my point. But I don't know the dude's name. But he was wide open, like I don't know, thirty yards down the field, and he underthrew him. So he had to like dive for it, and then he dropped it. And everyone's like, "Dude, get Aaron Rodgers help, dude." You underthrew him. If you just hit him, if you threw it five yards farther, he would have caught it and been running probably for a touchdown. He was wide open. I don't know. All the Aaron Rodgers is get him help talk it aggravates me. He's he's overrated at this point in his career, highly overrated. And then go out and sign some receivers or trade for some receivers if you really. That's not need Aaron Rodgers' fault that he can't sign demand receivers. one. You have enough power to do that. He's been demanding receivers for the last years, and they went and drafted Jordan Love instead of giving him receivers. A backup quarterback, because they thought Aaron Rodgers was going to be gone. Jordan Love hasn't performed at all, because he's terrible. So Aaron Rodgers has no power in that organization. They need to get him receivers. I could literally list you, like, what is happening over there? Oh my gosh. Literally, I could probably list you, like, close to 10 receivers that if put on that team this organization would be turned completely around. He needs help. The fact that your number one receiver is a fourth-round pick and no one knew who he was before this year, like, that's just... He, Aaron Rodgers needs help. Um, that's, that's, that's it for me. He needs help. All right, one more thing before we're done with this. See you, Sue Allen. I know you're leaving. Um, okay, sure. I don't think his... Let's think about this. How good he was the last two seasons, back-to-back MVP with Devontae Adams. All right. And now he loses Devontae Adams. Doesn't really lose anybody else. He just lost Devontae Adams. He's still got Lazard. He's got all those guys. And now he's just awful. 
He loses Devontae Adams, and then all of his stats and all their wins just go. What happened to Devontae Adams' stats and all of Devontae Adams' wins? They've done the same thing. Okay. Are you going to say that Devontae's washed because he can't get catches and he can't do anything? He's not getting the ball. Aaron Rodgers can't throw anyone the ball. I don't know. It's a point that we'll discuss later. Stay tuned for something tuned. on exclusively the YouTube within the next, I don't know, week or so. I would yeah, assume. Hopefully. We'll see. We'll see how uh, our time In other us. short news, the Packers finally learned that running the ball gives them uh, you know, points. So maybe they'll continue doing that. Who knows? Uh, yeah. But I think that's, that's yeah. We it got, for the I mean, recaps. we got the Monday night game tonight. Anything you want to say about that before we go? I know it's your team. Uh, it is my team. Here we go, Brownies. Here we go. Hoo hoo. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the end of the chant. Like a dog, like bark. Um, Jamar Chase is out, and he will be out for the foreseeable future. So good job trading him away while he had the chance. Did he put up some points in those two weeks that nah. he didn't have him? Yeah, but he's out. He's going to score. He's going to score points tonight. <laughs> he'll score points. He's not playing, but he'll score points. Don't you worry. Um, so Browns, please. Please, please win. I can't deal with more heartbreak. Your confidence. What's your level of confidence going into the game? Like, not just being biased. Like, literally, like, what are you expecting? What am I expecting? Do you want what I, like, if I had to make, if I had to put money on it, or do you think what I feel in my heart might happen? Clearly, there's a difference. Clearly, if he wants to put money on it, he'd pick the Bengals, and his heart is telling him the Browns. If I had to put money on it, I would pick the Bengals by 10. No. Maybe Bengals by 5. Okay. If well, I had we to are not a betting show. We are not a betting show. We do not endorse gambling. Don't do that. Send your kids to college instead. Um, but in my heart, I feel like the Browns stand a chance here. Yeah. We, we took away their best receiver. Uh, he's hurt, and even though our defense has sucked, maybe we can pull something off. I have faith. I believe in Cleveland. We'll see. I won't be able to watch because I'm going to be doing eight pounds of school. That's okay. Uh, maybe late. you can calculate for me how I can get more uh, points in these pickums. We actually went eight and eight this week, the two of us. Or sorry, eight and seven Yeah, this week. So the Monday night game hasn't happened. Um. So you're at 70, correct guesses, I'm at 57. Uh, we're, you know, we're slowly climbing back up. We've gotten to the point where now I'm not losing anymore. We're like, yeah, we're even tied. on the weeks, like um, we're back to the point where I'm not falling behind. So now we just need to get over that hump for this last half of the season, slowly work my way back, and then take it in the end. That's, that's what needs to happen. Maybe we'll need to alter the rules towards the end that like Super Bowl winner just takes all. What? <laughs> that was funny, but no. I like the idea. We'll discuss it later. You know what would be so cool if we, I mean, obviously, if somehow it's tied going to the Super Bowl week and we both pick a different team. Very cool. Bowl. Maybe you should throw going into no. the Super Bowl. <laughs> no, I can't purposely throw. I don't know what's gonna happen. You could purposely throw. Just pick the Texans every week. Uh, so that's that's the recap episode, twenty uh, third episode. We're getting up there. Almost oh, real quick, real quick, real quick. We do have to pick the Thursday night game, which I know it's a, we're a little short on time, but um, the game this week is Eagles-Texans. Eagles-Eagles. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of KNA Football Podcast. We had a lot of fun talking about the games. We'll see you next week.